Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. One of the very first classes we take at seminary in Church Divinity School of the Pacific is a class called Introduction to Worship. And in this class, we are invited to look critically at what makes worship, well, worship. What are the fundamental elements of participating in a church? In those first few classes, we examine the differences between ceremonies and rituals. There is a big difference between ceremonies and rituals. You see, ceremonies are special, but they lack a certain depth. Ceremonies are things like ribbon cuttings and grand openings uh, and graduations. They're opportunities for us to dress up and uh, smile and clap and be happy, but they don't offer us a way to get into the deeper themes of what's going on in an occasion. Now, rituals. Rituals are something else entirely. According to theologian Jim Clark, true ritual is shocking. Quite the opposite from ceremonies. True ritual doesn't shy away from engaging the raw and sensitive themes that we would rather just simply not confront. No, not today. True ritual offers us, Clark says, an alternative worldview. Rituals offer us a glimpse as life as it is, as it could be, and perhaps even what it could be, or what it should be, rather. If we let them, rituals can transform us. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. At face value, this Ash Wednesday ritual seems somewhat foolish and silly. I mean, really, think about it. In a few moments, you will take ash or dirt, and you will rub it on your head. You will sit in your living room, in your, in your kitchen, and you will rub dirt on your face. I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Just another Wednesday in Berkeley. But the implications of this ritual are far from silly. The implications are profound. Done in the context of this day and in this worship, the ritual offers us a worldview that is truly shocking. This is an alternative worldview that interrupts the grand schemes that we concoct for ourselves and our lives and the world and it whispers a sober yet simple reminder into our ear. This ritual whispers, someday you will die. And that this life is not your own. And that you belong to God. This Ash Wednesday ritual extends us an invitation to an alternative worldview. It extends us an invitation to pivot towards transformation, to acknowledge our death so that we may have life. It paradoxically, paradoxically orders us 
to give up our lives so that we may live. Clearly, this ritual goes far deeper than simply smearing dirt onto our foreheads. In a few moments, by way of this holy ritual, we will be invited to the observance of a holy Lent. This is a time which for centuries has been a period in which Christians acknowledge their sins. And so today, we will point out the ways in which we have disconnected from ourselves and the ways that we have disconnected from God. And then we will plan to do something about it. But before we start down our Lenten path, we would be wise to keep in mind today's gospel message from Jesus. This smudge of ash, which we will wear today, should not be some badge of public piety put on display for all the world to see. The reality is that later tonight or tomorrow, you will shower and you will wash off this smudge of ash and you will go about your day. And then what of it? This day, this shocking ritual, and these ashes are not about what we project on the outside. No, this day is about the internal work, the renewal of a relationship with God. This is internal, and it's about recognizing our misgivings and failures to live as God might want creation to live. Today, we take the first step towards doing something about the sinful ways that we have disconnected from God, and more importantly, about deepening our relationship with Jesus. This work is so much more than any act of public piety, and it can only happen, this pivot can only happen through internal reflection. So let us reflect. What will your Lenten practice be in this season? The ritual we partake in today extends to us an alternative worldview, but no two worldviews are exactly alike. They are similar, but they are not exactly alike. Your Lenten fast will look very different from mine, just as your relationship with Christ looks different than mine. What will you put aside in this Lenten season to renew your relationship with God. Take a few moments to reflect on that. And I'll share first. For me, this season will be about removing unhealthy coping mechanisms that have carried me through the pandemic. Specifically, I'm gonna be taking a Lenten fast from alcohol, a substance that numbed me to much of the bad news that has happened over the last few months. Alcohol has blunted some of the anxiety and the frustration I have carried with me about the pandemic. It's helped me navigate some of the, the frustrations I carry about unemployment and, and so much death, the isolation and the mask wearing. Alcohol has offered me an escape through an exhausting election season that saw our country nearly toppled. And while at times alcohol may have helped me navigate those, those stressful times, 
I have come to the realization lately that it may have also stunted some of my spiritual growth and my connection with God. Perhaps along with numbing away the politics and the pandemic, maybe alcohol numbed away some of the ways that I connect with the divine. And so that changes today. Through the ritual of Ash Wednesday, I am taking that first step into an alternative worldview. An alternative worldview that hints at a peace that cannot be obtained through any substance or food or drink, but through a brave pivot towards transformation and reconnection with God. But what will it be for you? What worldview will you step into following this sacred ritual? If you're having trouble thinking of something from which to fast or perhaps even a practice to take up, read carefully next the words of the Litany of Penitence, which we will read here in just a few moments. Through this litany, we hold up all the ways in which we as a society have failed to honor God. Our sins are visible in every word of this ancient prayer. For me, I see myself in the litany in the phrase self-indulgent appetites and ways. But for you, it might be the phrase negligence in prayer and worship or charitable, uncharitable thoughts towards your neighbor. Or perhaps it could be the phrase, the intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts, embodied by too much screen time and the incessant craving for information that can only be fed by refreshing that page on your cell phone over and over again. The litany we pray today has it all. It holds up all of our sin. And the ashes we will wear today offers us a way to change. If you're still having trouble finding a Lenten practice, I recommend taking some time for silence. I imagine if you take some silence today, tonight, tomorrow, then God might talk to you about it. I know that God talks to me when I allow myself to get quiet, away from the screens and the noise. What needs to be removed from your life right now? What practice might you need to take on? I have a feeling that if we, this community of all souls and greater Berkeley, were to get quiet and listen to what needs to be removed from our lives this year, then we might collectively make a little space come Easter for something new in a year that offers so much promise. So much new life. So in a few moments, you will once again be embraced by the sacred ritual of Ash Wednesday. The ritual will look very different this year, taking place in your living room or your kitchen, but its promise remains the same. And when you feel that ash on your forehead, embrace it, welcome it, 
step into the alternative worldview that is being opened to you. Because it is in this ritual and in these ashes that our reconciliation, our renewal, and eventually our Easter all reside.